Well, after a cancelled race weekend in Italy, we are back this weekend for Monaco. It's the first time on the F3 calendar, but let's also take a look at round three of how the F1 Academy got on last week in Barcelona. Welcome back to episode 12 of Formula Talk. Today we are here to discuss F1 Academy and to preview Formula 2 and Formula 3 in Monaco. Just before we begin, we do have to give a super duper mega shout out to our sponsor, Bet Online. So, as most of you will be will be aware, um, we are obviously sponsored by Bet Online, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. They're the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Bet Online is your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your boxing. Uh, sorry, sports wagering needs. That includes basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, as well as UFC and boxing. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games, which you can play right from your home. Head to the website today, that is betonline.ag, or you can use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV. That is B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And please always gamble responsibly. Just before we begin as well, if you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you could take five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you're one of the 72 people who are not yet subscribed to the channel, please consider helping us out with a like and a subscribe. So now that the formalities are out of the way, as always, Formula Talk, you're probably thinking, you know, if you listen to this, you're probably thinking, oh, hang on, that's not Sophia. Has she got hay fever? Is she ill? Well, she does have hay yes. fever. She does have hay fever, as, as you just said. But of course she is here. And and once again, you know, I am I'm joined by Sophia, the brainchild behind <laughs> Formula Talk. So aside from how fever, how fever, hay fever even, how are you, my friend? As I cue on, <laughs> as I sniff on cue, uh, yeah, minus a heavy, but I've been battling for nearly a week now, so it is what it is. I'm just happy race is back. Obviously, we had a bit of racing this weekend with IndyCar, uh, Indy 500 qualifying, and guess who, like, some of the highlights of F1 Academy, but I'm excited. We're in Monaco. Might not be the best track to race in, but it makes it very interesting in F2 and F3, especially with F3 coming for the first time ever in Monaco in their calendar. So I can't wait. And obviously it's also Indy 500 as well this weekend. So going to be flicking through both of the channels throughout uh, towards the end of the F1 Monaco race and switching over to the Indy 500 right after as well. But I'm excited. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's always it's always this this weekend in, in motorsport. Um, it's certainly going to be a big weekend, isn't it? I think Le Mans on as well if I'm... Not I, corrected. I believe it is this weekend. Yes, yeah, so it's uh, yeah. So no, I'm, it's not. It's um, June tenth. So got a bit oh, of a time. The, the ones like I was, was going to say, yeah, I was, was going to say, you know, Fernando Alonso is not going to know where to look this weekend with with all three, you know, with all three triple crown races on. But, Imagine. Um, oh god, yeah. Well, you, well, you know, you know, it's not the first time that he would that he would have skipped F one in Monaco. But you know, if you listen to our sister show Grid Talk, you can hear all all about our predictions there. Cheeky plug. Um, but l- looking at um, looking at F one Academy, we're just going to give a quick rundown of what happened over over the last weekend. So obviously F two and F three, you know, everything was rained off in Imola. 
but they were still racing, you know, even if even if um, Formula One don't really know how to broadcast it, and we're not going to get into that again. Um, so, if you want to give us a quick rundown of qualifying, uh, how it how it how it pulled out, I was going to say how it uh, how it panned oh. out. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, you can tell. Always got most on the mind me. Um, yes, yeah, so do you want to give us a quick uh, quick run through of the two quality sessions from yeah. uh, Barcelona? So we have two new uh, pole sitters this weekend. So we had. Um, in the first qualifying, which takes place for race one and reverse, uh, sorry, uh, for race three, sorry, race two, reverse grid, it was Emily DeHuss from NP Motorsport and Lena Buller that took the second round of qualifying. So pretty much starting off with this last six, within the first six minutes of the 15-minute session, sorry, with the last six minutes of the 15-minute session, 11 cars were yet to actually set a meaningful lap with the expectation that the times would come tumbling down in the final few minutes. Abipoli was able to launch to the top of the standings with a 142.425, which was closely followed by ART Grand Prix driver Kerry Schreiner. Um, the first to break the 141s was Hamda for MP with a 141.8, even followed closely by her teammate Emily De, De Hus in with a 141.832. Pretty much pulling didn't give up with that. She was able to strike, strike back with a 141.594 before the Duchess which, uh, drivers both responded with Emily taking pole with a 141.344 followed by Lena Buller in P2 with a 141.379. Looking at the rest of the uh, <clears throat> qualifying for qualifying one, Top eight gets reversed for the first part of the race. So top three were Emily, Lena, and then Abby, followed by Hamda, Marta Garcia, Bianca Bustamante, Amda Alcabesi, and Nina Marti, which means Nina Marti will start um, race two at pole, given that she finished P8 in our first qualifying. Second qualifying on the same day, very similar to the first, which is having many of the drivers waiting for the last possible minutes uh, to do their flying tracks once the track comp- uh, continued to rub it in. Campos Racing, Lola LaFrance uh, led the way with a 41.684 before pulling went faster than anyone had in Q1, having a 141.290. Well, definitely towards the end of the day is probably the best time to go out in qualifying, especially at Barcelona. And lots were going on in Barcelona, just not F1 Academy as well. I think Fracker was there and he had a few other... Uh, racing motorsports there so lots of action on the track and can easily rub it down on the on the track for it um with a few able to improve on their personal best lena Buller was able to set off on her final lap the swiss driver clocked a 140.870 taking her maiden pole position and secured a front row start for both race one and race three Series leader, um, Martina Garcia, was able to settle for P3 for qualifying two and P5 for qualifying one, uh, which is working to protect her 26-point advantage over second place, Hamda Alcabesi. However, that does change throughout um, this weekend. So qualifying two, the top five, top four, I should say, is Lena Buller, Hamda, Martina Garcia, and Abby Pulling. So all, all different teams as well in the top four um where's the last one i think the only one was prema and the the highest i uh, know martina garcia's prema um campos is what the last team and their best driver was near marty that would be starting p8 now let's look at the three races and back to you tom 
Oh, so much of. And gotta say, with hay fever, well done, mate. Well done. I it's can't true. hear anything. It's also I don't even know how this is gonna <laughs> sound out. My ears are so blocked right now. Uh, no, uh, no, uh, no, no. Fair play, you know, hay fever was no joke. Yeah, I don't really suffer from it, thankfully, but uh, but no. Um, just uh, just looking uh, quickly at, uh, at race one. So we're not going to give a full blow by blow detail of every single race because we will be here until you know probably until this time next week, and we do have day jobs to to, to be getting on with, um, especially as we're recording recording this at where it's currently twenty five past twelve on on a Tuesday. Um, just looking at race one. So Emily de Hoyce, uh finally well, I say finally, she you know, she she got her first win in F1 Academy. You know, she 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 started on, on pole position, held a nerve, really good win. Um she she was overtaken initially by Lena Buller, um, who you've got to say got an absolutely insane launch off the line. Um, you know, it, it was sort of reminiscent of um, Valtteri Bottas circa 2017 in Austria, where it was like it was blinking, you miss it. It looked like it looked like she'd, uh, you know, it, it honestly looked like she jumped the start at, at, at one point. But no, um, the host did well. Uh, friends off her teammate Alda, uh, sorry, Hamda Al uh and the host held, held on to um, uh, held held on to P2. They um, they all they all had um, a, a, a pretty good start, and then. Ultimately, De Hoist really, really not giving up. Um, she she was then setting fastest laps as she was catching up with Buller. Um, if, eventually, then um, uh, as 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 we got into uh, as we got into the, into the latter stages of, of the race, sadly, Amda um, uh, Amda Al sorry Hamda Al Kubasi. One day I'll get that right. I do apologise. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. Um, Hamda uh, very sadly ha- had to retire, so she so she she peeled into the pits, which um, uh, which which uh, brought the pack a little bit closer together. She was holding fastest lap as well, but um, Lena Buller, uh, she had built up a three second leader over 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 to Hoist. However, you know, fate struck once again, and Lena Buller she she she, she had she had no issue. Uh, sorry. She 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 had no um no option but to pull over and 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 retire. That meant that meant um Emily de Hoy, she in she then inherited the lead. Ultimately, she she then she then held on and um and claimed her first winner of of the season, you know, from from pole position. So you know it was a, it was a, it, there was a little little bit of fortune, but not taking away from from, from anything because Emily de Hoy was really closing in. On both Lena Buller and and uh, and then also fending off, sorry, from Hamda Al Kubasi. You, you know, as you know, as, as the old saying goes, to finish first, uh, first you must finish, and that is exactly what she did. So that does see the hoist move up a little bit on the um, uh, on on the grid, and that leads us nicely into race two. So if we just look quickly at piece two. Anna Al she took her second win of the season. So she um she 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 started once again, P2, once again, had an absolutely fantastic launch. She she overtook the campus driver of Nevermarty and moved in into P1. Those two then did a sort of Mercedes 2020 where they just sailed off um <laughs> in uh, in into the lead. They they built a, a Plus one second gap. I think it's one point two, one point three second gap between between themselves and uh, uh, and 
P3, who I believe was Marta Garcia in, in P3. Um, and then uh, and then you, you also had Abby Bulling, made a good start, and Lena Buller, who was looking to uh, looking to get a bit of retribution for the DNF in in, in race one, as was um, uh, as was uh, Alcubasi. And Alcubasi, she just she just led from from the front, really. She you know she um she was she was then putting putting in fastest laps. Um, her, her, t- her teammate and uh, you know and and, and sibling, uh, Handa Alcubasi, she she. Suffered a, a little bit at the start, and she she, she actually f- fell fell a bit further back. The race, pa- you know, the the the, the race pan, uh, panned out pretty much as 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 you'd expect. Um, Hamna Al Akubasi ultimately held on held on foot for for the lead, did a pit stop, and then brought home her second win of the season. So. All, all in all, you know, so, so far a, a, a weekend, a weekend of contrasting fortunes. Now, let's just have a quick look at, at race three and talk talk about a bit of a, a bit of retribution. So we said obviously there were two DNFs in race one, and and uh, and the, the you know, one one DNF you know had a successful race two, and then the 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 other DNF of Lena Buller, she bounced back in quite spectacular, uh, quite spectacular fashion by securing her maiden F1 Academy win, and it was a pretty dominant win, to be fair. So she got a perfect start. Um, you know, held 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 the lead into turn one. For once, we didn't have um, an MP Motorsport of of Alcubasi in P two making making a making a better start. And um, and yeah, she um, and then. Yeah, Leonard, Leonard Buller just uh, just led from led from like stuff like pretty much, Re- really really solid race, um, and then brought it home. Thankfully, didn't have a didn't have a mechanical issue this weekend, and brought it home to fi- to finish P one and claim her maiden win in Formula Academy. So I appreciate that was a little bit of a shall we say whistle stop tour of of the um of the quality result uh, sorry of the race results um so if you want to give us a quick update on the standings then for Formula Academy because obviously you're with three races a weekend it gets a bit confusing yeah definitely with nine races now completed and we've had six different um poll winners the P1 winners it's definitely changed the standings um Marta Garcia actually still leads it given the fact that she placed every single uh, she scored points every single race this weekend. She's currently with 135 points, followed by Hamda after having a decent race three, but obviously not the best race one and okay race two. She's with 94 points. So uh, Martina Garcia has a bit of a bigger gap instead of 26 points now um, for the lead. It's math. 41. <laughs> I think. I, yeah, 41. <laughs> it, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brain fog. Follow that. <laughs> given the fact that Lena Bella was able to take the win and also took fastest lap, um, she was able to move up to third place with 83 points. So not that far off from Hamda, even though um, she did not have points in race one and very low points in race two. Uh, Abby Pauling, having a great weekend, uh, securing points in all three races, moves up to fourth with 77 points. And then top five, uh, finishing up top five is Amda, who secured points throughout this race weekend. Now, F1 Academy, there's a bit of a break. We actually don't come back to F1 Academy until June 23rd, where we will be going to 
Zan Forth. So that one's going to be quite a good one, given the fact that they've never tested there. It's a really good track with the bankings. I'm excited for that, but that'll be way down the line in Formula Talk episodes, because uh, we're definitely going to have a handful of episodes uh, before that, discussing more F2 and F3, and also potentially other series, because there's a bit of a break, potentially, for it. So we'll be in a month's time talking about F1 Academy. Now, as mentioned, we got rained out um, last week at Imla, and again, all thoughts to everybody that's from the area and has been um, affected by the weather there. So with that, we are now back in Monaco, which is obviously one of the pinnacle locations in F1, and it's a dream for F2 and F3 drivers as well. I've seen some of these clips, and they're like, I just want to win Monaco. Like, what's better, the World Championship or Monaco? And some of them are saying Monaco is how it is. So we're back for F2. F2's been at Monaco every year since the start, so they back to 2017. It follows the same structure as F1 when it comes to the corners and DRS zones and sectors. The fastest lap was set in the first year of 2017 by Charles Leclerc when he was racing for a Prema with a 119.309. Now, it's a bit of a change of structure for F2 and F3 for qualifying in Monaco, given that it is so narrow and there's a lot of drivers. They actually split off qualifying into qualifying A and qualifying B, and they're both 14-minute windows for that. Uh, and pretty much the fastest times from both of them combined determine the grid for um, the race weekend. So looking at the qualifying because how they structured it on the website is obviously not really the best, but it was actually Felipe Dragovic that took the fastest time out of both of the groups with a 121.348. Uh, followed by that, I want to say, was Jack Dewan, yep, with a 121.342, and then Liam Lawson with a 121.499. Now, it looks like, as well with the timing, those top three all came from group A so the morning session well earlier session then group B but then group B took P4 and P5 and P6 so it's like three and three kind of just swapping within each each other for setting the grid for the sprint and feature race once again as well top 10 do reverse um, for the sprint race and the full point feature race is determined by the final set of qualifying well, Tom, what happened last one? Because we have one driver who's won the sprint, uh, still racing in F2, and we have a feature race winner last year who is now a reserve driver for Aston Martin in F1. So do you want to give a rundown on how the podiums were for that? Yeah, let's take a quick look at, um, uh, at F1. In, uh, sorry, F1, cut of life. Um F2 in Monaco last year. So in so in qualifying group A or or, or qualifying group 1 uh on uh, on pole position we had Felipe Djokovic uh and then like you said we had Jack Doohan and Liam Lawson in group A and group B obviously Teo Pochet, Yuri Vips and Emerson Fittipaldi. So looking at the sprint race our top 3 uh we had Dennis Hauger won the sprint race with Jehan Deruvela a good six and a half, seven seconds behind him in P2. And then rounding up the podium is, oh, I say is, was Marcus Armstrong uh, racing for high tech. Just looking through the rest of the top 10, we had Emerson, sorry, Emerson Fittipaldi, 
I do that every time. <laughs> I, every time. It's, it's, yeah. It's, sorry, sorry I, see, I see E Fittipaldi and my brain just goes, oh, yeah, Amazon Fittipaldi. Yeah, I'd be impressed if he was in Formula 2, given everything he won in F1. Um, no, Enzo Fittipaldi, obviously related to Amazon Fittipaldi. Um, we then have uh, Yuri Vips. We then had Tay Pochet, Jack Dewan and Liam Lawson in the top eight. And then running at the top 10 in P9, the goat himself, Roy Nassani. And then in P10, uh, a name who you might recognise from F1 this year, uh, Logan Sargent. So taking us to the feature race then, just looking at the, uh, again, look, looking at the top 10, uh, we have Filippo Djokovic who won the feature race. He was joined on the podium by Teo Pocher and Yuri Vips. Teo Pocher only 0.8 seconds behind Felipe Djokovic in the feature race. Yuri Vips was quite a way back. Um, he was eight seconds behind Teo Pocher, but four seconds ahead of the man in P4, Jack Doohan. Then looking up the rest of the, of the top 10, we had Enzo Fittipaldi. Yes, I did have to think about that before I said it, in, in P5. Marcus Armstrong in P6. Dennis Hargett in P7 with Johan Trouvel in P8. Rounding at the top 10, we have Logan Sargent in P9, and then uh, Miko Sato in P10. So fear shaking my head at me. Mario Sato. Oh, my God. Honestly, <laughs> I, I do apologise for listening. I honestly... Not, not related to Takuma Sato, though. Sorry, yeah, yeah not, not related to Takuma Sato as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, uh, apologies. Uh, yeah, so that was the top 10 from the feature race at Monaco last year. So, um, I mean, F2, Monaco... It seems like a recipe for disaster, and it sounds like it. And and you know you would think it's going to be one where it's going to it's going to generate content for um for all the all the multiple uh, crash compilation channels on YouTube. So so just looking at that, give me some predictions for F1 Monaco this weekend. So give me poll uh, your podiums in the sprint and the feature race and a poll prediction if it's different from any of those. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think Paul, just because obviously it's been an iconic and I think experience is going to be more than skill, I think, in um, Monaco. I think Teo Pochera will take Paul, um, given that he kind of needs... <laughs> he does well in the feature races, so like he does well in um, qualifying and everything as well over the this season and last season a bit as well. So I think he's going to take Paul. I think sprint podium. Ooh, let's see. I think because it'll be reverse. I want to say Ralph Barshan takes P three because I think he will be quite close to the reverse grid um, from qualifying. Followed by Dennis Hager, given that he has race uh, has won in sprint. Uh, let's go, Ollie Barron. Let's have a rookie on the podium for P one. Um, we're gonna see. He's never raced um in Monaco, so it'll be quite interesting to see. Feature race. Um, I will say Teo because if you start on pole, you normally finish at P one in Monaco because it's very difficult to overtake. Uh, followed by. Let's go. Uh, let, 
God, I don't know. This is maybe Jack Dewan. Let's let's say Jack Dewan because he has done quite a decent last year, but he didn't obviously have the best weekend in Baku. So maybe it's redemption. And I normally say this person as my in my podium, but I might change that given it's not been the best couple of rounds. Uh, but I do think it will be a rookie, and I do think it will be his teammate of Enzo Fittipaldi in P three. Um, bowl predictions. I think I think all there will be oh, I say this every time no DNFs by mechanical failure I'm saying that because I'm assuming there will be uh, maybe a few close calls and a few crashes especially how narrow and tight it is and how these guys like to get their elbows out Um but yeah, I think no DNFs by mechanical f- failure in either the sprint or the feature race. What about you? Okay, that's interesting. And yeah, yeah. Okay, you specified no DNFs due to mechanical. Yeah, just to, I mean, just, very specific now. I can't just say I, no I, DNFs because I, I would have won this, <laughs> this a prediction yeah. battle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's be fair. Someone is going into the wall at Sandefort at some point this weekend. Fair enough, yeah. Oh, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. So you look at me, it's like, Chuck, you really think nobody's going to prank it at turn one in Formula oh, Two in Monaco? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, um, my predictions. Oh, do, 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 do. I, I don't. I don't know. It's, um, oh, I'm going to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on pole position. I think Teo Pochette, because experience counts around here. And he, but then again, he needs, I wonder if he might overdrive the car and, you know, and then, and then perhaps like lose it a Raskas or something. Don't know. I'm going to change. I'm going to say, yeah, Hunter Ruvler for, for pole position. And then in the, in the sprint race, I am going to say, I'm going to say, oh, God, you're looking at me now. Um, I'm going to say our podium is going to be Dennis Hauger because he, he, won, he won here last year. Um, Ollie Behrman and I'm going to say Iwasa. That's, that's going to be, a, going to be a, a, a little bit little bit out there. Then in the feature race, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the ruler is going to hold his nerve off the line. He's going to lead in Sandovat, and away he goes. Um, so I think he's going to win P2. I'm going to say Teo Pochette because I think he will really push him, you know, if he does start behind him, obviously. Uh, I think he'll be pushing him, but, you know, Monaco, he's so tight, twisty, you know, everybody says it's not great for overtaking which is just what you want to hear in 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 a racing series um so yeah so so yeah i, I think push will push him and then i am going to say i can say richard vishaw on the podium as well and then my bold prediction is in one of the sessions so that's either qualifying one, oh, you know, that's either quality session A, B, or one of the races. Nobody puts it in the barrier. Okay, so similar-ish. Yeah, 
but I'm, I'm I'm doing mine even broad. I'm not saying in a race. I'm saying in qualifying or a race, nobody puts in the barrier. Which you might be thinking, you know, okay, yeah, well, whatever. But oh it's... wait, it's rumored to potentially rain as well in Monaco. Oh god, let's not. Go I there. think I think I saw let's... that online. <laughs> Let's not go there. Flashbacks from last year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Flashbacks intensify. But um, no, uh, joining F2 this weekend, you know, we're talking about Carnage in F2. We've got F3 in Monaco this weekend. So it's the first time we've ever had F3 in, in Monaco. Um, let's, uh, um, so there's, there's nothing to, there's nothing to sort of like, Go off of yeah. So we're just going to jump straight into some predictions. So go on then. Uh, same again. Give me give me your prediction for pole, um, both your podiums and and a bold prediction. Yeah, I've just quickly though just looked at the weather for Monaco this weekend. It's meant to be thundering and rain on Thursday, oh, sunny God. on Friday, rain Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So that's that might even just like mess up our predictions in our discussion. Also, a driver that we didn't mention because it's his first ever home race is Arthur Leclerc as well, which is really bad. <laughs> the Monagas driver. No. But we, we know yeah. it, um, Monaco for Monagas drivers is not really the best. Um, Just ask I, your brother. Yeah, I was going to say, i.e. Charles Leclerc. <laughs> you can hear about that in Grid Talk. Um, we talk about that a little bit more. But yeah, F3. Oh, this is anybody's game because half of the grid is rookies. They've never been there. They do follow the same structure of qualifying in two different groups. It's slightly bigger, the groups. And I think the time is a little bit more. Yeah. So it's 16 minutes, not um, 14 minutes, given that there's an extra uh, two, uh, three drivers on this grid compared to F2. I think on pole, I say Gabriel Bottoletto because he's absolutely crushing it. I think podium though for feature uh, for sprint race would be Oliver Guthrie because he actually has won in Monaco in um, I believe Frecker or like one of the lower divisions that he's raced in. So I think he will take podium because he does know that a little bit better compared to some of the drivers. But again, these cars are very different to previous uh, disciplines. So he's my P1. I think P2 will be Gabriel Mini. Uh, and P3, let's go a little bit wild let's go well not wild ish i think sebastian montoya will get a p3 for monaco for feature i think gabriel will take the win because start to pull again similar to my f2 predictions and then i think it'll be gregor saucy that will take p2 and zach o'sullivan for p3 he had a decent race weekend in melbourne obviously it's such a long time since that so as well it's going to be quite interesting given the fact that we didn't base in uh Imola last week as well so it's literally been what a month and a half since our last time racing in f3 so it definitely will play into skills and experience i think in um f3 my bold prediction is i would have said something but it goes against what i'm gonna uh actually I think just trying to remember teams and everything as well. Actually, no, it goes. Uh, I was about to say both both P one positions are rookies, but that's the case anyway over my predictions. I think hmm, 
I think three drivers, four drivers who have scored zero points so far this season will get points in either the feature or the sprint. Not saying who, because I don't want to be super okay. specific. But yeah. right now, there's out of the 30 drivers, 18 below, starting with Hugh Barter, don't have any points whatsoever. You have a few drivers that only have two points, a few that only have like one or two. But yeah, pretty much almost half the grid doesn't have points. Just under half the grid. I want to say probably like 40% of the grid, 38% of the grid doesn't have any points. So I think four drivers either the sprint or feature who don't have any points will get points this, this weekend coming. What about you? Okay. That's a, that's, that's a very interesting ball prediction. Um, I mean, you know, it's a, you know, it, 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 it could happen. Let's say, you know, let, let's, let, let's, let's see. Eh? So my, my poll position, uh, uh, poll position, uh, I actually agree with you. I think Gabriel Post letter is going to, going to get poll. Yeah, he's had he has had an absolute storming start to the season, um, and then my sprint race um, finishes. I'm going to say uh, again. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say um, Oliver uh, Goethe for P1, but then uh, for P2, I'm backing the boy Luke Browning. Um, let's let's see let's see see if we can do it. See if we can do it, and then for P3, uh, a little bit left field again because Zach O'Sullivan. You know, that's a that's a Zach as well. So yeah, yeah. So that's a yeah. You know, maybe it's a bit bit sort of like wishful thinking. Um, and then in the feature race, um, I think Gabriel Bortoleto is going to hold on to that win and you know, off off the line. He's been, you know, he, he's looked very very strong this year so far, and he's he's only getting better. Um, in P two, I'm going to say Gregoire Sorsi, and P three. I am going to say Sebastian Montoya. And then my bold prediction, I'm going to go against a lot of what I've just said, a lot of what we've talked about, and I'm going to say that F3 actually have a sort of crash-free weekend because they're all rather timid. So pretty much the same <laughs> as you what well, 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 you know, in, 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 instead of saying, you know, like, oh, you know, nobody's going to put it in the, in the water, all the rest of it, you know, I, I, I think... Uh, also, you know, my poor prediction is it's going to be really tame. You know, your drivers aren't going to sort of, you know, they're not going to push too much. They're not going to sort of look for moves like maybe up the inside into the hairpin, you know, you know, you know, you know, through tobacco, you know, you know, into Santa Vaux, through Rascas, whatever. Um, because, uh, you know, because I, I think you know, perhaps you know, most of the drivers will, will sort of be thinking, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sort of hold back and just keep, and you know, they might have their engineers and team principals on the radio saying, you know, just, just behave. So that's my those those are my predictions, and that also brings us to an end for the show. So, um, obviously, if if you're listening to this, you are aware of our sister show, uh, Grid Talk. Uh, so, if there's anything else you want to promo or no, I mean, pretty much, yeah, Grid Talk. <laughs> yeah, 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 Grid good Talk. That's pretty much it. So, um. In case you aren't already aware, uh, Formula Talk is available on YouTube, where most episodes are recorded live, as well as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, and Pocket Cards. To search for Formula Talk, where you will find our back catalogue of shows. You can also find our sister show, Grid Talk, as mentioned, where 
things F1 are discussed, or all things F1 are discussed, even if there is no race. Um, please consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get better mics, lights, and recording equipment. Also, make sure you are subscribed so you're the first to know when each new weekly episode is released. We will be back next week for plenty more motorsport content. Thank you ever so much for listening, watching, and putting up with my waffling. Thank you for listening to the Grid Talk podcast presented by Bet Online, and goodbye.